Hey, welcome back to E-Crime Bites Season 2, Episode 6. This is the rapper Big Red Baby. His company, Weedgenics, ends up being a Ponzi scheme. And we last just gave you all the background. We, we met the playas. And we met Big Rig Baby, who was Patrick Earl Williams. We met Rolf Hirschman, who was also known as Max Bergman. And we talked about there's going to be some other defendants that we'll kind of sprinkle throughout here that aren't as important. And there's this company, INR, that basically is the same thing as Weedgenics, which is supposedly a cannabis cultivation company. Okay. So that's where we left you. At this point in their corporate existence, they decide they need to expand. And as anybody that's ever tried to expand anything knows, it takes money. And usually to expand, you don't have the money to expand or otherwise you would be big, right? So you got to go out there and find investors. Investors were sought by Weedgenics and they were given information. You know, they didn't just say, hey, will you please invest in my weed company? Trust me, we're doing a bunch of stuff and it's really great and people would fork over money. It didn't work like that. Usually people would do their due, due diligence and they would say, all right, what would I be investing in? And they'd say, oh, well, it's this company. And they'd slap down an Excel spreadsheet of financials and they'd say, oh, this is what our input is. This is what our output is financially. And this is it broken down over quarters and oh, Here's our maps and locations of our grow facilities and our corporate headquarters and all this other stuff. Oh yeah, in addition to the maps, we have photos of our offices and our logos on the offices and everything that makes it look like a legitimate business company. So you can imagine while we're talking about this, this is the type of collateral or like brochures and things like that, that investors are given to facilitate their investments. Now, this, I want to highlight this huge because if you ever are thinking about investing and you hear someone say this, this is a gigantic red flag. Investors were told that their payments would be stable and guaranteed. Usually if it's an investment, it's not stable or guaranteed. And when you start hearing those words, you got to start wondering, you know, what is it that what is it that I'm actually investing in? And there's going to be a couple other red flags when you add to this later on that you're going to say, oh, that's a Ponzi scheme right off the bat. Oh, that's a, a Ponzi scheme. This being one of them in Ponzi schemes, this is consistent and early investors are often paid out exactly as promised. So if I was investor five coming in here and I invested a hundred thousand dollars and I was promised out $25,000 on that hundred thousand dollars, I would typically get it. Uh, being one of those early investors. So that way later investors would see that and say, oh, this is a, a valid investment. I should put my money into this. So how do these investments work with respect to Weedgenics? So this time span is between June of 2019 and April of 2023. So it's a very fresh case. They offer their investments online. So right there, that's online. That's electronic crime. And there's going to be electronic evidence when Investors that saw their collateral or their brochures online contacted INR to invest or to get more information. They then came into contact with this individual named Max Bergman, and this is Rolf Hirschman. He answered them and became their contact person throughout this whole process. And this is for online and in-person meetings. Now, 
Max Bergman, and I'm going to say Max Bergman because that just f- sounds funnier. He would give these potential investors some type of collateral or some type of material so that they thought this whole enterprise was legitimate. And they purportedly had a couple different facilities, one in Adelanto, California, and one that they were looking to uh, build and expand upon in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so he would give them the material that I just talked about earlier, the financial spreadsheets, detailed revenues and expenses and so forth. Now the investment itself lasted five years. So if you were an investor and you were interested in this, they would take your money as an investor for five years. So you'd expect to not see at least your principal for five years. They said in the investment that any money will be used, and I'm quoting here, for the purposes of operating additional marijuana grow facilities. Okay. Additional details about this investment. The investors are guaranteed an a-, a fixed annual interest rate between 19.5% and 36%. That to me is another red flag when you're... Gee, gee. Gar- Dr. Jones, are those nor- abnormally high interest rate payouts? Well, the word guaranteed even is just like, that's abnormal. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't but invest you- a ton of my money in, in weed dispensaries, but I have to imagine any investment that offers between 20 and what was the other number? 36. 36%. I mean, why wouldn't you invest all your money into that then if it's guaranteed? Yeah. When I initially read this, I was like, wow, that seems really high. And then I thought about it. I was like, maybe this is just what rich people make on their money when they're able to invest millions of dollars. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, it's really high and it's guaranteed. So you add those red flags to the red flag earlier and already this thing is starting to smell like a a fraudulent scheme of some sort. So the investors are promised this guaranteed fixed payment. And after 60 consecutive monthly disbursements, meaning you're getting the, the interest of the money over 60 months. So it's the end of the five years. Now investors have the choice to either renew your investment for another five year term or have your full initial investment capital returned. Okay, bookmark this in your mind. So if you're an investor, supposedly after five years, you should be able to get your original money back in addition to get your interest payments over 60 months as well. Okay, so you should be able to get everything back at the end of five years and you're going to see what actually happens in this case. Now, I put a couple notes in, in here for myself that in true scheme fashion, it was like they were hitting all the buzzwords, right? Where one of the big things that they did is capped the amount that you could invest. So like Seth said earlier, it sounds like an incredible, incredible amount of interest that you'd be gaining on your money. But then they say later on, we're only taking X amount of investments. And when they put the cap on that, it makes it sound more exclusive. And people are saying, well, why wouldn't I invest all my money if I could get 36%? But they put a cap on it. And um, just to give you some numbers here so you can kind of gauge what we're talking about, they said the what they're selling to investors is $18.75 million worth of um, capital, and it represents 50% capital. So in total, there's $37.5 million in capital in the California facility. They said that 
The development would happen in five phases and investor funds would be capped at 3.75 million for each phase. So already now it's kind of setting up that, ooh, I gotta get in there, that urgency. Okay, so a couple more investment details here. There was a minimum of $25,000 required to get into the purchase space. That's for the Adelanto facility. And that investment was subject to a five-year minimum term with the fixed interest payments previously mentioned of between 19.5% to 36%, depending on the initial investment. I'm assuming the more you invest, the more you get back. Now, investors could also get these additional equity ownership positions or a square foot possession at a rate of $250 per square foot. So INR was not, quote, subject to the volatility of stock markets, close quote, and its cultivation facilities produce, quote, consistent positive cash flow, close quote. And then INR also enjoyed strong financial performance and high profit margins. So these are all terms, I guess, that were in the initial public offering or private offering, rather, in the offering documents. Now, what's interesting is there's no way that any of that can be guaranteed, right? Unless they had some kind of fund devoted to making those minimums at some point that would run out if the market crashed or if suddenly, well, let's just say the government decided, hey, marijuana now is illegal again. So it's interesting that they were legally allowed to offer these things with those kinds of uh, guarantees. I'm just not sure how any of that is legal. So let's talk about Hirschman for a bit, right? He was their chief investor relations. While Hirschman coordinated the process by which the investors received and signed their agreements, Big Rig Baby actually signed the agreements on behalf of INR as the vice president. Now, those INR investor agreements were cross-referenced and incorporated by reference to statements contained in INR's written offering materials. So it's basically the same language. Uh, furthermore, INR's offering materials provided to investors identified uh, Big Rig Baby uh, as its core principal and vice president. Now, we've mentioned that a few times. Additionally, INR's website identified defendant Big Rig Baby as a core principal, early founder, and VP of the company. Yeah, so these guys are involved. Yeah, and we're going to pause there. They are not passive, right? They are involved. Yep. And we're going to pause there with Act 2 because we've just described what the investment is from the investor standpoint. And we're going to now describe a little more about what it is they say they're able to do once they get the investments. And we're just getting to the point where it's almost going to fall apart. So hang with us. Our next act is called The High Life. And if you liked anything in this act, Act 2, please like and subscribe. Specifically, if you're on Apple Podcast, please leave us a five-star review there and just say something nice. Those reviews help us pop up the search algorithm at Apple specifically. And our audio-only side of the house, about half of our listeners are on Apple Podcast. So that would help us out a lot. And if you haven't visited our website, please do. eCrimeBytes, it's E-C-R-I-M-E-B-Y, in yellow milk, T-E-S dot com. And if you're watching this on video, you'll actually see that at the beginning and the end of this. You can just go there. And I think that's it. So stick with us and we'll, ta we'll tell you a little more about this investment slash Ponzi scheme in the high life next.